Welcome to the Waymaker Fireside Chat Podcast, where our purpose is to grow your life and change the world. In this episode, we sit down with Jennifer Campbell. Lewis Carr is the founder of Waymaker, the Lewis Carr Internship Foundation, the Waymaker Men's Summit, president of media sales at BET Networks, and author of Dirty Little Secrets. Today, we're joined by soul strategist, author, coach, and successful entrepreneur, Jennifer Campbell. Together, we'll discuss her career, her entrepreneurial tips to Waymaker listeners, and strategies relating to soul care. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Lewis Carr, founder of Waymaker. And today on the Waymaker Fireside Chat, we have Jennifer Campbell, soul strategist. Now that is an interesting title. Who'll be talking to us today about entrepreneurship, coaching, and how she guides women to their best lives. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be talking about this topic with you today. So first of all, I have to let our listening audience know, Jennifer, that you're in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. And you've yes. been there your whole life. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'm Dutch. So uh, <laughs> sounds so, a bit misleading, Campbell, but I am Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> so, so thrilled to have you uh, on this podcast. Um, you, you are our first uh, person of Dutch descent on the Waymaker Fireside Chat. So you are first. So thank you for agreeing to do this. Jennifer, you are known as a soul alignment strategist. Yes. Tell us what that really means. Yes. It's a, it's a beautiful title that actually came up in conversation with a client when I didn't even have that title yet. But um, as you said in the introduction, I work with women. And what I actually do is I help them to reconnect with themselves. And what's so interesting is that through my coaching, they feel like they go from, oh, I have all these things in my life, but it's something doesn't fit. It's, it's not, I'm wanting those things that everybody else wants, but what do I actually want? And so I work with women on that question. What do I actually want? What fits with me? What is in alignment with me? We go on a journey of, of some soul searching, some reviewing of life. And at the end of it, they feel like they're in full alignment with what they're here to do and what their soul needs. So hence, soul alignment. So Jennifer, is, is the premise that most women are living a life for others, not for themselves? Is, is that sort of the... the fundamental premise here and you help them sort of find themselves and what they want to do? Um, well, let me put it this way. Um, at some point I thought, I asked myself that same question. Is that my premise and is it actually true? And so I went out and I interviewed about 20 women and I'm not saying by no means that they are representative of the entire world. But they're certainly a part of my clientele. And um, I asked them the question, do you agree with the following statement? Women 
do not really know how to take care of themselves. And I was shocked at the answers that I received because they all agreed. They felt like we know how to take care of others, but we don't know how to take care of ourselves so much, let alone be focused on creating the lives that we really want. We know how to do business, but that's not the same as connecting with ourselves and doing what our souls and hearts really want. So I, I guess that's the preference. Yeah. So, so Jennifer, tell us about your own journey. How, mm -hmm. how did you sort of get this soul alignment? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, actually, I fell on my face a couple of times um, uh, during my career. I started off uh, in my life with a lot of success, actually. Um, I was through hard work. I grew up in a family as an only child, and I got a lot of discipline from two amazing parents who know how to coach people, teach people, young people to study and learn. And that was very important. So I worked really hard that a couple of times in my career, while I was working so hard, I hit a brick wall. And um, what I noticed when I did a review of my life, when I came out of that whole period of COVID that we've had not too long ago, is that I, the times in my life when I chose something that I really wanted to do, that was in full alignment with me, I would thrive and thrive and thrive. And where I was living up to other people's standards, trying to achieve something that somebody else wanted, it, at some point, it would just fail, and it cost me a lot of energy, and I would lose connection with myself. So this is it in a nutshell, because I could talk to you about this, uh, like, for hours, but this is the essence of it that I discovered by falling down on my face, by burning out twice, um, that it's so important to take really good so why do women feel that they have to do it all? I mean, you know, mm. what is that innate thing? Why, why, why do women feel that, you know, they've got to be great and do everything great? What, what is that? Is that innate in a woman? Um, I don't know if that's innate so much. And uh, um, before, it's, it's tempting to go into nature and nurture type of discussion that's I do think that when you look at society, I mean, that's the big context that we all live in, is quite prescriptive of how men and women should behave and who should be doing what. And the caretaking role um, of taking care of everything else, but also living up to a particular type of standard or ideal, which is to have it all, um, is something that we were all ingrained with. And um, I think that for men, 
it's it's also about being successful in your career, being having a big house and a big kind of great relationship and all those different things. So in that sense, for men and women, it's similar, except that um, for women, they also have this expectation that they take care of everybody else or support everybody else. Um, and that is for many women more than they can handle or very much they can. So um, I think it's a combination of the traditional idea of women as caretakers um, and the sort of counterbalance of breaking free from that and creating the life that you want, like the American dream also. Uh, but the combo is, uh, for many women, it's not really. So you found it High End Life Incorporated yes. to sort of help mothers prioritize their well-being. Their well mm -hmm. Tell us about that. Yeah, so, um, you know, the thing is, whether we are raising our children or whether we are at work or whether we are with friends, family, it doesn't matter which context you're in. <clears throat> You always take yourself with you. So, and what I found interesting is that um, for women, even more so than men, if in one life area they don't feel happy, it impacts their feeling of every other context they're experiencing. And so, if women, specifically moms, don't feel like, oh, I'm excited about the day, about my life. I have enough energy. I know what I want in my life. I have most of it. It's, this is, it's growing, I'm getting there. If they don't have that energy every day, it's going to impact every other area of their lives. And so to build on that foundation of feeling good for you and taking care of yourself, before you take care of others, that is something that uh, I find so fulfilling to, to help women with. And uh, there's nothing more that lights up, actually lights up a child than to see happy parents around them. And uh, yeah, moms in particular are so impactful on their kids. So if they teach their kids that it's important to take care of themselves, that is going to come back to the moms tenfold. So, um, yeah, that's for me the biggest inspiration to really focus on self-care so that you can then give from the overview. Jennifer, is this a phenomenon of the 21st century or were women like this 50 years ago? Is, is this something new? Mm -hmm. Um, I think, I think it's more apparent now than it was back then. Um, of course, this is, this is a reference. I, I, uh, I looked to my mom, um, where she grew up and, um, yeah, it's different because there wasn't that much choice. I mean, when we look at all the developments that happened in the past few decades, there's so much more that we now see and witness in the world of possibilities of what you can have, what you can do, 
um, you just type something in in a thing called Google and it pops out at you. So um, back then communication wasn't that fast. So the information about what's possible and what's available to choose from is, is so much different. There's so many choices. Actually, people get inundated in all the choices. And so having it all is has a completely different meaning now than it did if you were to say having it all in the 50s. It was so much simpler back then because the limited amount of choice. So, so what do you think about that statement? Can women have it all? Is, is, is that a fair question, fair statement, or even a fair subject? Should we even be discussing it? Women having it all. What does that mean to you? What does that mean? Um, well, the funny thing is the other day I was contemplating on this myself, especially when I was watching the interview between Oprah Winfrey and Michelle Obama. And, um, they're, they're a bit older than me. And I looked at them for inspiration, like so many thousands and thousands of women do. And they touched upon this very subject. And Michelle Obama said at some point, and I found that so inspiring, she said, you can have it all, just not at the same time. (laughs) And that so voices what I would like to see about it. It's life is a journey. It's not static. It's not where you get to a point where you say, I have it all now. And then it stays like that. Life changes and develops just like you do and your environment does. So what having it all now means to you now may not be the same in a couple of years from So it's a constantly evolving thing. That's what I would say. Having it all in the soul alignment context for me means in all life areas, you feel that you can be yourself, take care of yourself, and do the things that your soul loves. So can you suggest three things to our listeners and readers that Mm -hmm. they can do on a daily basis to sort of help themselves sort of navigate, uh, I would say, this difficult, sometimes confusing landscape of life. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So three things. The first thing I would say is if you are extremely busy, and I meet so many people who say this, Jennifer, I don't have time for this. I'm so busy. For all of those who are, are very busy, take five minutes a day. Everybody has it. Take five minutes a day and sit with yourself and tune in to yourself. And if you feel like, oh, I don't understand this whole meditation thing, it's not about meditating. It's just about tuning into you. And if you don't know what that means, you can just sit and feel, how does my body feel? 
And it's a daily practice that you can do that's going to help you along with yourself. So that's one. Take some time for yourself, even if it's only five minutes. The second thing I would do, and that takes a little bit more time, but is to review your life. You can do it one life area at a time. And say, in this life area, for example, work or relationship or being a mom, what is it that gives me energy and what is it that takes a lot of So that you have an indication of what can I do to do those things that give me more? And the third thing is really guard your time. So once you know that you're aligned with yourself and you know what the things that give you energy, focus on time allocation that prioritizes the things that you And this can account for things that you do, people you meet, or daily conversations with, uh, locations you go to, anything that really prioritize and guard your time. And no longer spend time, no longer spend, uh, waste money or energy on things that do not light you up and that you can probably easily outsource have somebody else do. But those are three things that you can do to really start aligning with yourself and creating a life that you want. One more question, Jennifer. Mm -hmm. What is the ultimate act of self-love and self-care? The ultimate self-love What comes up for me now is to be really honest Being honest with yourself, is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And being with yourself, especially how you take care of yourself. Because um, if you stay in a relationship for the sake of others, but it's not working for you, if you know that you have, have a health issue, but you're not addressing it because you don't feel like going to the gym or be healthy, if you, we all know those things. And by being brutally honest to yourself and say, what are the areas where I can take better care of myself? Which is me that. that is the ultimate thing. Being true to yourself, you can't do anything better than being true to yourself and what you need. Wow. Got it. Well, thank you, Jennifer. This has been uh, an amazing first interview. <laughs> the second one is going to be about Black people in the Netherlands. Oh, let's do that one. <laughs> uh, but thank you so much for this advice and uh, we hope that it will empower our, our audience 
as uh, they move forth throughout their life's journey. And we wish you the best of luck on uh, this thing called high-end life. So thank you so much. And we appreciate uh, all of your advice and all of your encouragement today here on the Waymaker Fireside Chat. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this conversation between Lewis Carr and Jennifer Campbell. What did you enjoy about this episode? Let us know on our social media at Waymaker Culture. And don't forget to claim your Waymaker Journal at waymakerjournal.com. Be sure to enter the Waymaker giveaway by going to waymakercontest.com. Subscribe to the Waymaker Fireside Chat podcast to get notifications each time we release an episode.